Hi, and welcome back to Misfortune's Corner. Uh, this week, we've kind of got a little bit something different for you. Um, it's an idea that our uh, resident DM of our alignment campaign, Stephen, has uh, kind of collaborated with me on. And we uh, we think that you're really going to enjoy this. This is something that we're really excited about. Um, this is going to be a kind of like a little side campaign um, similar to our Heads of House uh, podcast, uh, and we really hope that you enjoy it. Uh, Stephen, could you uh, kind of give us an idea of what this what this podcast is about? Oh, hey, sure thing. Well, the idea is that generally you always have parties versus monsters. And that's generally how you determine their challenge rating. We had the idea, well, what if you had two monsters that were similar, similarly powered? We could put them, um, we could have them go head to head with each other and really determine which of those challenge rating brackets really are the meanest. And so that's where this whole idea came from. So basically... We're calling this Misfortune's Corner Underground. This physically takes place under underground, the Misfortune's Corner, um, I guess. What would you call it, Taylor? Um, I believe I've dubbed Misfortune's Corner as a tavern. Okay, So it's kind of like an underground fighting arena. And ba- That's right, folks. We- We're doing an underground monster fight. Yes. <laughs> So it's it's basically one-on-one to really determine what monster is the best. Like, the environment magically alters to make it so it's suitable for environments. So, like, we're not limited to um, only monsters that are typically found underground. You can have, like, sea creatures or whatnot. Um, anyway, it's it's a super exciting concept, and I'm excited to share this with you guys. All right, so before we get into this week's fight, and yeah, we're going to be doing a a fight the first week, but uh, just some table items. Uh, We're going to spend a minute kind of explaining uh, the layout episode to episode of this, um, and then we'll go over the rules. Um, The rules of the arena, and then we'll go over some combat particulars and then from there we'll get right into our first fight um we're also uh probably going to be getting a like a like a wrestlemania uh announcer kind of thing going for for the monsters to kind of invite our monsters into the arena kind of thing um but that's something that we're looking into uh, but to start out, uh, our episode layout. So a general uh, episode of Misfortune's Corner Underground. Uh, we will introduce the uh, combatants, probably via our announcer spokesperson. Uh, then whoever's participating in the fight this week, um, it might end up being more than just Stephen and I uh, running this, but uh, whoever's 
participating this week will kind of give a lore expose on their monster. Nothing too deep, nothing too crazy, probably just something like places they're generally found and maybe some temperaments and kind of just some general information about them as well as anything interesting. And for our bigger, nastier beasties, probably some uh, um, honorable mentions. Like, uh, I imagine when we, if we get a lich in here at some point, we'll uh, probably have some uh, notable liches that we'll mention. But uh, we'll just do a little bit of a lore breakdown, and then we will get right into the fight. Uh, and while we're doing the fight, we'll kind of do the same thing we do with our other podcasts, where if we use an ability, we'll explain what it does right there. Um, that way, you, the listener, will kind of be aware of what's happening as we say stuff. Um, and then once the fight is over, we'll kind of spend a minute uh, discussing how the fight went, why it went the way we did, and kind of just stuff revolving around that. Uh, Stephen, would you uh, like to give us a rule layout? Yeah, so we have a we have quite a few rules. I'm not gonna tedious. I'm not gonna make this tedious and list all the rules because um, not That's everyone wants to hear that. Those are more for us. But generally, the way the fights are gonna go on is um, everyone has like a kind of neutral environment, but the environment. Um, we say it magically changes to the um, the best environment for that person, and they mo all the monsters would start thirty feet apart, and we would roll initiative to see who goes first as normal, and then from that point on, it's a uh, most anything goes. I don't want to say anything goes, but we'll 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 say that yeah tentatively um... anything goes tentatively. I think some important points for our listeners to know about our rule, our rule sets, and and we can post our list of rules somewhere eventually if people end up listening to this and are interested in it. <laughs> but um, I think some notable rules um, for our player knowledge is that uh, we each pick a single monster, um, so we can't pick like. A grouping of monsters we pick a single monster and have to operate with that monster's um, stat block abilities um, and within that uh, I believe we said that uh, anything with legendary actions or layer actions is free game but we're not going to delve into regional effects is that right yeah that's we agreed on that one. And right. also like some other weird environmental effects where, for example, if one monster is typically found in the darkness and the other one doesn't have blind sight, that's obviously not fair because the one with blind sight wouldn't encounter them in there. There's just a lot of simple, there's a lot of kind of There's a lot of nitty rules that rules. just require like subject possible it's possibly subject to change is basically what's going on but uh the arena favors both monsters so we're not going to run into a scenario where 
one monsters at a severe disadvantage because of environmental whatever. So yeah. Um with that being said, I, I think that's all the rules, right, Stephen? Or yep, at least all the currently relevant ones? All the relevant ones, yeah. All right. Um, with that being said, I think we can just get right into the fight. Uh, again, I'm sorry we don't have our our announcer voice this week. I, I'll, I'll give it my best go. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll probably have uh, somebody else voicing that for us. Uh, that does a real good job at their at a WrestleMania type voice. I'll try uh, my best, but no guarantees. <laughs> but uh, for now, I, I think I'll I'll give the, it a try on opening that up. So uh, this week at on Misfortune's Corner Underground, we have a Hydra versus a Sword Race Commander. Don't make fun of me too bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Um, Stephen, you've got the Hydra. You care to give us a little lore on that? Yeah, so he's a mean green fighting lizard machine. Um, pretty much, if you can picture a twenty foot grid, which is typically in D and D's, um, he'd be considered a huge creature. He's pretty much a huge serpent, basically big lizard with multiple heads. Um, typically, you see him with like five heads and five e. He has a huge long tail that makes him just enormous. He also clocks in at about four thousand pounds. So, if you somehow get him, have fun carrying him away. So, a little bit of background for these special hydras. Um, they basically came out from a war, a dragon war. And Laura's kind of weird with them. Um, shows how blood from what, from a god that Tiamat didn't like got sprayed everywhere, and up came hydras out of the blood droplets. It makes sense, right? Well, hydras are because of that. They're kind of dragons almost. They don't really care much like valuables like normal dragons would but they do they are smart enough to use valuables as bait so like oftentimes you can if there's a hydra nearby you can see that there's like a ransacked um, card or something with some possibly valuable at least shiny items around to lure you um, closer to the hydra so you can get a nice quick easy meal out of you um, a lot of times, people think of hydras as they're, they lurk in these big caves and they're kind of just dormant doing who knows what. However, a lot of times they actually don't stay in those caves. They're generally found around like swamps and rivers. Um, they're natural swimmers, so they like easy water access. And 
generally they lack warmer areas. So the only time you'd actually find them in a cave is if they are, um, if it's cold outside. What's really special about the Hydra is that each of their heads um, kind of has its own personality and its own brain. So, like, even when it's sleeping, you're not going to surprise him because he always sleeps with one head, one head that's awake. So, good luck, good luck sleep, sneaking up on him. One trait that is known for Hydras is that they are super... They're basically the hungry, hungry hippos on steroids. They are always hungry, and they're known to, if they don't get enough food, to nibble on their neighbor's head. And they are very violent because of that. So they're basically a never-ending Kirby without the suck factor. And what makes Hydras generally even harder to kill is the fact that their heads regrow. We, they're, you can basically think of the Hercules movie, and that's pretty accurate there. In older editions, they actually had some different variants of them that are kind of scary. There'd be like the Pyrohydra and Cryohydra. So basically, one would breathe fire and one would breathe ice, and they'd be pretty scary. But unfortunately, 5e doesn't quite have that yet. And what makes them scary is that just they just keep regenerating heads over and over again, and they get scary as you go on. And that's pretty much all I was able to really find about these Hydras. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. I think it'll be pretty cool to try them out. Well, Steven has outdone me. Um, my monster... Uh... I don't know if it's just newer or if I wasn't looking in the right places, but I don't have nearly that much information about mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am doing a Sword Wraith Commander. Uh, sword Wraiths are kind of like uh, a revenant. Um, it's an undead that is... Um, brought to its unlife uh, through really strong emotions. Um, while revenants are brought um, back through an uh, over-healthy uh, sense of vengeance, uh, sword wraiths are brought back by a lust for battle. Uh, they're usually... Um, like glory obsessed uh warrior type people that kind of died dishonorably so like if a group of warriors were caught in an ambush and just got slaughtered there's a chance that um they'd come back as sword wraiths and haunt uh wherever it is that they died um they sword wraiths value honor uh, above everything else. Uh, so, like, they're one of those few groupings of undead that, like, you can offend. Like, if you have uh, offend or if you offend their honor, they will get really, really ticked off at you. 
Um, meanwhile, you can also like kind of uh, placate them by um, I, I want to say this the same way it's written out. Um, little pleases them more than hearing a ballad performed in their honor. Uh, so, so they like uh, <laughs> they like it when you compliment them. Um, and sometimes towns will hold uh, festivals near battlefields where sword wraiths are to kind of celebrate them to to appease them for the year. Um, sword wraiths are undead, uh, so they're. They don't need the air, food, drink, or sleep uh, thing, and they've got all those undead uh, benefits. Um, specifically, the one I'm playing is a commander, so it's kind of a, a ranked sword wraith, um, and that gives him some, some benefits. Um, and I think that's... Uh, it's everything I had for lore. So that's so the sword wraith is kind of like a not so evil undead, basically. Um, let me see. Uh, they are listed in the book as lawful evil. Mm -hmm. Um, so they are, I guess, technically evil the same way that I think majority of undead are. Yeah, I don't know of any undead that are. That are good. normally good, um, but but they're not like the whole kill everything on sight type of undead. I think mm -hmm. I think they're probably a little more passive than that. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that's everything I got. Cool. Well, I am excited for this. This is. Sounds like it could be an interesting fight. Um, let's go to the battle arena. Alrighty. Are there any um, particular bonuses and stuff that the sword wraith would have? Sword like wraith does not have any beneficial terrain. Okay. Well, the hydra can swim, um, which. For this all purposes, we don't really care about elevation height because that's think of it as a cage match, basically. Um, Hydra can swim just as fast as he walks, so he's really doesn't have any other effects either. All right, so we can just do a standard arena then. Nice. All righty, uh, I guess it's time for us to roll initiative and. Uh... See who goes first. Bring it. Well, that didn't work very well. I got a seven. <laughs> um, 16. Yep. Okay. So you go first. All righty. Um, oh, man. This is like an intent. <laughs> <laughs> You're intimidated because I'm three times the size. Yeah. Oh, it's really at... eight times, essentially, because every, every size category is twice your size. So I'm two sizes. So I'm. Eight times. No. Four times? No, because the way the enlarged spell works is your height doubles, your size doubles, right? 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, Whatever. I'm big. Oh, this is going to be bad, but I'm going to run in an attack. Yeah. Uh, so I get. So the Sword Wraith Commander has a multi attack, so I get to make two weapon attacks um, with my longsword. Um, does a 15 hit? It does. Ooh. Um, so that deals. Um, yeah, it's one handed because he has a shield. Um, so that is 1d8 plus 4. So six slashing damage. And then for my second, that is a 17 to hit. Um, and that deals 12 slashing damage. Mm. All right. And that is my turn. Okay. Got to recalculate my health. Okay. It's the Hydra's turn. He has five heads. Um... I'll give you one guess of what he can do with all of them. He attacks once with all of them. He attacks once with all of them. So this is going to be kind of brutal, probably. I don't roll like crap. Um, that's an 11 to hit. That misses. Okay. Um, I think for our viewers' um, knowledge, we might just want to state our ACs. No, we'll say it at the end. Okay. That makes sense, and we're all guessing. And we're okay. guessing. We're, we're all That's guessing. That's how normal D&D goes. If that, you find out the AC, then it's... No good. fun? Yeah. All right. It's a little bit higher. Um, That's a... Four, no, no. 16 to hit. That is a miss. Whoa! Okay, I got three more. <laughs> Gosh, freaking... Oh, that's a one. Oh, well. That's another fail. Come on, don't roll like crap. I have one more attack with the head. <laughs> Finally, 17 on the dice. All right, that's a um, that's a hit, right? <laughs> uh, what's the total? <laughs> um, 25? Yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> All right, so it does 1d10 plus 5 piercing damage. All righty. And, ooh, okay, that's fine. Um, you take 10 piercing damage. And piercing. Mm-hmm. And that is my turn. Um, is that magical piercing? Oh, um, no, it is not. Um, question. I need. Hold on. I need to calculate how much. Um, let's see. One, six, two. Okay. Um. So my sword wraith commander has been damaged during this combat. So he is going to use his action to use his call to honor uh, action, which he can use once per day. Uh, to use this action, the Sword Wraith must have taken damage during the current combat. Uh, if the Sword Wraith can use this action, it gives itself advantage on attack rolls until the end of its next turn and 1d4 plus 1 Sword Wraith Warriors appear in unoccupied spaces within 30 feet of it. Ooh. The Warriors last until they drop to zero hit points, and they take their turns immediately after the commander's turn on the same initiative count. So I'm going to roll a die 
That is a four on the die. Is that a four? Yes, it is a four. For a moment I'm in cheeky. the light, for a moment in the light, it looked like a one, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Did I only get two of them?" Yeah, you high rolled there. <laughs> I did high roll. <laughs> We're gonna do one, two, three. Oh, and you choose where to put them too. Yep. Holy crap! You're just getting advantage on like all my all five, of the hits. And yeah, I got five. Yeah, so that's all of them. You're just surrounding the Hydra right now. Yep, placing them all around. Um, and that's his turn, so now it's uh, their turn. I'd say I'm getting a little scared from my poor little Hydra. Poor <laughs> little Hydra here. <laughs> all right, so number one um, is going to take a long sword att attack. Um, that is a... 23 to hit. Yep. Oh. Uh, minimum damage, uh, five. Uh, five slashing damage. So then we're on to Sword Wraith 2's turn. 24 to hit. Yep. 12 slashing damage. Damn. Number three, um, 17 to hit. Yep. This guy has no AC, does he? No. You've hit him every time. <laughs> um, that is 11 slashing damage. Okay. Uh, number four's turn. Oh, I'm sure this one misses. Uh, 12 to hit. That's a miss. Okay. Um, and number five is... You don't have five. I do have five. It's There's four plus four. one. What? Oh. Kiki. Um, and that is a 10 to hit, so that, that also misses. Okay. All right. Unfortunately, I don't have any cool abilities right now, so I'm going to attack you five times. <laughs> <laughs> first off, he's going to try and attack the one surrounding him first. Try and pick off all the little guys. So he's going to attack number five. Um, that's a 22 to hit. That is a hit. Ooh, close to max damage. 14 piercing. Uh, 14 piercing? Mm-hmm. All right. It's going to attack again. 20 to hit. Uh, number five again? Yep. Eight piercing. All right. Oh, dang. Hydra's going down here. That's a crit. Gosh dang. <laughs> Ooh, there's a seven. And oh. a nine. Um, 21 piercing. All right. Uh, number five is bloodied. Are you serious? I am serious. Attack <laughs> <laughs> it again. <laughs> um, 15 to hit. Uh, that is a miss. Okay. One more attack. <laughs> uh, it's a crit fail. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Sword Wraith Commander is going to attack. Um, that is a um, 21. It. All right. And that is seven slashing damage. Only seven. And then on his second attack, that is a 25 to hit. Yeah. Which is another seven slashing damage. And then number one. Why don't you do more damage? I need you to crit. 
these guys don't deal a whole lot of damage. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> um, number one misses. He got an eight. Okay. Number two crit failed. Number three. Oh wait, I forgot. These they're flanking. Does a nineteen hit? Mm -hmm. Okay, number one hits. Ten slashing. Okay. Okay, then the number two. That is a 14 to hit? No. Okay, so number two still misses. Number yep, so basically you've hit me on a 15. His AC is 15. Okay, AC 15. Number three, that is a dirty 20 to hit. Yep. Uh, seven slashing. Number four, that is a 18 to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, six slashing. Okay, I'm bloodied. And then number five is a 10 to hit, so he misses. Okay, well, can you guess what I'm going to do? No, I, I have no idea what you're going to do. So here, I'm debating. Do I get one kill, or do I just try to focus the big dude? Because if I get <laughs> the big dude, it's a win. There's no way I'm taking out the other dudes. What if I just quit like five times? That might do it. Maybe. I think, I think that's the only way that the Hydra is going to take out. So, using the big brains of all five heads, he's going to think of the only way out, which is to take out the big guy. So he's going to attack. Um, can I just copy this big D25 times? Or can you do it? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll clone you. Give five. Okay, I'm rolling all my attacks at once. All right, numbers. 20 to hit. Um, almost a crit on two of them. Oh. Um, 27 to hit, 27 to hit. Um, 15 to hit. Does a 15 hit? A 15 does not. Okay. And then a 22. So that four does. hits. Four hits. All right. That's a total of 44 damage. Oh, Ooh. but you probably want... You probably have resistances and stuff, so... Each attack would, you could remove your resistances or whatever. I don't know how, whatever your monster stat does. Um, it doesn't matter if you give it to me individually or all at once. Okay, that's um, his turn. He did a little bit. I'm guessing you're not bloodied, though. No. No, I am not. Would you say a blood in your eyes, though? <laughs> With bloodlust. Yeah, de definitely. There's there's bloodlust there. Um, I'm gonna take some potentially uh, potentially dangerous moves here. Um, yeah. I'm going to make my first uh, two weapon attacks with the Sword Wraith Commander. Ooh, that is a crit. Okay. Uh, so let's start with that. That is 15 slashing damage. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Because I, I feel like there's something that happens if I deal... Why, why would that happen? Because you seemed too eager for me to damage you. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like there's something that happens if I hurt you too much. Yeah. Um, it's my second attack. You have advantage. I know I do. <laughs> um, is, I'm do really nervous. <laughs> for what's about to happen. Um, that is a 23 to yeah. hit. Hit. 
Come on, oh, come on. Five, you can do it. Five slashing damage. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's here's my potentially dangerous um, move. I'm going to use an ability, Martial Fury, as a bonus action. The Sword Wraith can make one weapon attack, which deals an extra nine necrotic damage, or extra 2d8 necrotic damage on a hit. If it does so, attack rolls against it have advantage until the start of its next turn. Uh, You already have advantage, so... (laughs) Well, no, attack attack rolls against the commander have advantage. Oh, you're really going in because you're that confident you're going to win. Then I'm guessing. <laughs> um, and that is a miss. Oh my gosh! What was it? It was. You have advantage a, on your attack. I I rolled with advantage. It, oh, the highest suck. was an eleven. You suck. Do I still get advantage? You do. Yay! I get something. Um, the sword wraith won is going to attack and that is over 20. Mm-hmm. So 11 slashing. Wow, they do a lot of damage. And then he is also going to use Martial Fury. Um, that sounds broken. <laughs> that is a crit. Okay. Okay. You can do it, bud. Um, that is math. Don't you dare 16. say it's Yes. Okay. So, what what happens? Um, you lop off one of his heads. Crap. I I think we can all uh, guess what's happening there, but uh, do do you want to? Well, we'll we'll do that at the beginning of the turn. It didn't happen yet. Okay. For the moment, he has four heads. Okay. Um, the sword race two is going to attack then, um, and that is over twenty. Uh, and that is uh, 11 damage. I am not going to take that bonus action. Okay. I'm, I'm deadly now, I believe. Um, Meaning I'm at fourth of my hit points. Okay, in that case, I will. I will take okay. that bonus action. Thanks for... Uh, I figure that's a good rule to just have, just to know where the other person's where at. Where the other person's hit points are. Yeah. Just if... We'll announce it if they're deadly or um, whatever. Um, that is a 18 to hit. Mm-hmm. So four. Four? Sorry, no, six. Six um, slashing damage. Okay, how much did you do the first one? Um, I think 11. Okay. All right, number three. Uh, that is over 20. Wait, you're on number three now? Dang it. Okay, yep. Um, and that is 12 slashing. Bonus action over 20. Yep. 11 slashing damage. Okay, I'm on death's door. Okay, number four. This one might miss. Yeah, 14 to hit, so that's a miss. That's a miss. You just have to miss with everything. Bonus action. <laughs> Um, that is a 21 to hit. That's a hit. Uh, that is seven slashing. And the Hydra falls. You, the the Sword Wraith Commander. The Sword Wraith Commander emerges victorious. Hey, oh. Ding, 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 ding. 
We have a winner. All right. Um, he thinks I win. If if I'm being <laughs> honest, like completely honest, that was much more of a wipe than I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, um, I, I I seriously thought when we started this that I was I was in trouble. Honestly, I didn't expect your reinforcements. Also, the fact that you got the max number. It's like complete overkill too. Oh, if if I had gotten a one or a two on that though, I I don't know if it would have made that much of a difference. Yeah, because it essentially comes down to two extra attacks per turn. Wait, no, they do they attack normally two times, or was it so just the, with their martial days? So the twice? sword wraith commander attacks twice and then has his bonus action. The sword wraith warriors. Uh, attacked once and then had the bonus action. Um, yeah. So either way, you got a bunch of extra attacks per turn, which I think that's really what did it. Yeah, I, I think that's what won it for me. I also think that the advantage definitely played in. I was able to surround the Hydra and and get those attacks in. Um, another thing that uh, really helped me, and I'm going to kind of part the veil here. Um, so the Sword Wraith Commander armor class was 18. Oh, that's pretty high. Um, and then the Warriors had a 16. How many hit points did they all have? Uh, the Warriors had 45 hit points, but they also had damage resistance to... Uh, necrotic, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Mm -hmm. So they were taking half damage from everything you were dealing. Um, and then the Sword Wraith Commander had all those same resistances, but he had 127 hit points. I think the Hydra was outclassed in like every single way here. So I, I think they oh, were. The, the Hydra oh. against a party, I think, is dangerous because party members on average will deal at the level that they fight a hydra so at cr8 i think players deal enough damage to uh to lop off heads um i i'm guessing that it was like if i because it didn't happen every turn so i'm guessing that it was something that i had to deal a certain amount of damage on a one turn yeah so I'll, I'll go over what the um hydra is so basically his i guess his main advantage against your person was um the fact that he so his hit points was 172 ac 15 um he does have reach on all of his attacks really does nothing honestly it just means you can't range him as easy um but the fact of the fact that he gets like all of it, he just gets five attacks. That's really his big thing. I think your dude's honestly just more of a scarier challenge rating. Um, the ability that I was wanting to happen would have only really helped me like early on. So anytime the Hydra takes 25 or more damage in a single turn, that's when his head lops off. And if you somehow kill all of the heads, so like in one whole round, you would be dealing 25 damage in a turn four five times, which is honestly 
stupid hard to do. Um, it grows at the end of its turn. It grows back two heads for each head that died last since its last turn, unless it takes fire damage. Okay. And additionally, he regains ten hit points for each of the heads that's regrown. So he would have gained back twenty hit points with two new heads. Oh, that would have been nice. It um, would have been nice. But but like you said, that's more of an early game thing. I think in normal D&D play, um, a Hydra would definitely be pretty scary because players would probably, on average, deal more damage than the Sword Wraiths did. Um, and so you'd, they'd be lopping off heads left and right and just creating a real problem. Um, but they'd also have fire, so I don't know um, how that would how that would play out. But yeah. I think in a toe-to-toe, Sword Wraith Commander is definitely the stronger of the two. Uh, both of these both of these monsters were a CR eight, and which I think essentially Sword... means a party of eight. Well, I mean a party of four eighth level characters would find um, it challenging. Yeah, would find it challenging. Um, I think Sword Race Commander definitely takes the uh, takes the crown on this. Yeah, one. I think even if you roll minimum, um, so you only got two extra dudes, I think you still would have come on top just because. Um, I there's no way I would have downed any of your other dudes, um, because you have resistance on all of the attacks. Even if I do, I'm basically dealing one d10 damage per hit with your resistances like on average roughly yeah the the hydra would have had to have gotten really lucky on its attack rolls to have downed the minions uh i think you were right in that your only hope of victory was to take out the commander um that wouldn't have gotten rid of the minions but i, I guess you could have claimed bragging rights for taking out the the head honcho yeah, I'd say you probably do have to kill the minions if it's a thing it's because, summon. yeah, because it is part of the thing. Um, for example, if you were fighting a party with those, the party the fight wouldn't end if you killed the big, big caster in the back. You still got to wipe up all the cronies. Yeah, I think that's all I've got. That's all the analysis I have for this fight. Yeah, overall, I'd say. For all intents and purposes, Hydra got wiped. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it got <laughs> wiped so hard. It was so surprising. But um, I, I think that it'll be interesting to see what we come out with next. And I don't know, who knows? Maybe down the line we can uh, kind of have a little bit of a victor's circle where we we pull out some similarly similar challenge ratings uh like maybe an eight and a ten or something and kind of duke the victors out but or maybe just like a like your sword wraith goes on um wraith goes up against there's another cr8 there's another cr8 that also won another time but that's that's for probably another day that's for the future but at any rate uh thank you all so much for listening i'm just gonna uh, assume that people are listening so I don't end this recording and immediately start crying. But 
I, I had fun. I, I this was really fun. Uh and I look forward to uh doing it again with y'all. Uh with that being said, thank you for listening to Misfortune's Corner and we will catch you around. <laughs>